Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. The holy fuck. All of my work is about this, the ultimate alchemical union, the place where we toss everything into the fire and are reborn, better, wilder, wiser, stronger, and wetter. As Carl Jung says about alchemy, the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. This is the poetry and mantra of my life and my work, and all of it comes together beautifully in the marriage of sex and spirituality. I believe that all of the shame and taboo that has been imposed upon sexuality from the religious perspective is man-made, meaning this is not the word of God or spirit or the universal life force. It is, in fact, blasphemy, somehow implying that people are inherently dirty and that one of the highest acts of union that one could ever experience is, in fact, corrupted is the product of the minds of men, not God. Many people come to me scarred from their religious upbringing. If it's not the shame for feeling sexual desire, then they, both men and women, are struggling to rationalize the Madonna whore dichotomy that is constantly shoved in everyone's face or crotch. And this is the idea that women can either be virgins or whores. There is no happy medium of healthy, voracious sexual appetite in women. She's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. The constraints of religion are a big topic for many people. That's why I am delighted in today's episode to feature a couple, one half of whom is an Episcopal priest who loves and worships at the altar of his wife's pussy, who transforms their relationship from a place of sexual dissociation to wild, holy, deep, born-again sexual liberation. Here's Andy and Olga. Well fucked all stars. Welcome Andy and Olga. It is lovely to have you here. So lovely to be Great here. to be here. So let's dive into the holy fuck. So tell me a bit about where you started before you came to this work, what, how your views were on the merging or the separation of sex and spirituality, and then where that's come to now. I would say, I would say that I never put sex and spirituality together ever. I, I think that's a fair statement. Um, growing up, sex was just, it was definitely something that could get you pregnant too soon. And I, I guess it could also get you sick. And so, and abstinence was the high road. Um, and yeah, sex and spirituality never went together from, from my point of view. Yeah. 
I'd say something fairly similar. Um, you know, I didn't really have a traditional spirituality growing up, had a lot of mama issues, um, which we probably shouldn't spend a ton of time on, but, you know, definitely grew up sort of surrounded by this constant barrage of messaging that, you know, mom was to be the one really throughout my whole life who was the closest and most intimate person and anyone else was a threat. Um, so that definitely threw a monkey wrench in, in the burgeoning of sexuality in young adulthood. Um, it wasn't until young adulthood that I really became a committed Christian. And if anything, that sort of gave me a more expansive sexuality, which might sound funny because stereotype would suggest it would do the opposite. But at least there was sort of the beginnings of the idea that this was a spiritual path and not simply about physical pleasure. Um, that certainly it was, you know, the, the union of body, mind, and spirit were all of a piece um, and not three separate things. Uh, at least cognitively, I began to get that, uh, but it was only very recently that that became an experienced reality. But I would say that in our marriage, that that wasn't there for us for decades. Yeah. <laughs> the sexual abuse? Well, the, the seeing sexuality and spirituality as, as a, you know, as, as one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically that the union of our bodies was completely intertwined with every other form of union we were trying to build up in our marriage. Yeah. I just didn't see them as the same sex and spirituality. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what happened? What made you guys dive into looking at your sex life or deepening that or healing that? And what happened? I would say, you know, I would say that Andy definitely had more of an interest in sexuality and, you know, just basically wanted us to have sex more. And, um, and I just kept complaining like, yeah, me too. But I just, I just don't have a libido. Like I just, you know, like where is my libido? And it was so frustrating to me because I had enjoyed sex before and I had had a libido before, but it just felt like for years, I guess, it just disappeared. Um, and, and, um, and, and that was so frustrating to me. And I know it was so frustrating to Andy too. And, um, I th you know, probably, probably we somehow manifested learning about you. Like, I think at some point I was just like, okay, I have to do something about this. I have to figure out how to find a libido again. Um, and Kim, I heard you on, uh, on, I heard, I had followed Wim Hof for a long time oh. and I heard your with I, I got the, the newsletter from Wim Hof that you had interviewed him. And I was like, whoa, wait, someone talking about sex interviewing Wim Hof. So I listened to that right away and I just fell in love with you. And I listened right away to every every free <laughs> podcast and, and free video that you had. Um, and, and that's kind of where it started. Yeah, that was like summer 2019. And I listened to every free thing you had. And I think I wrote saying like, I need vaginal Kung Fu. When is it coming? Because I didn't know, you know, when it was going to be offered again. Um, and as soon as it was offered, I signed up right away. And uh, that was kind of the start of it. 
Fantastic. So you dove deep into your yeah. vagina, into your sexual self knowledge. And what happened? So you've talked about how you guys, that you're, well, you've taken all the salons, correct? Um, vaginal Kung I, Fu, Coming Together, and Sexy Mama. I okay. still have to do sexual mastery for men. I haven't okay. done that yet. Okay, great. And so tell me how your relationship began to shift, because I know that one of the major um, examples or culminations of your work together was your baby, but before even mm -hmm. your third baby, but before even getting to there, like what kind of changes then did you see in your sex life? Well, I, I think that our journey in how we brought babies into this world is a huge, um, it really represents the overall journey very well. So, I mean, you know, we had a pretty lackluster sex life for the most part, I mean, with, with good moments here and there uh, going into our first child. And then things just really took a nosedive during that pregnancy. I mean, first of all, we, we stopped having sex at all, but secondly, um, I just, you know, we, we, we did it a pretty standard Western medical way. I mean, you know, hired some midwives, but they were hospital based and basically did the same thing that, that any OB practice would do. And after the first visit, I was just horrified, um, you know, because first of all, I was like, oh my gosh, there is this whole world, you know, literally inside of my wife that I'm just so fascinated by and never knew about, and I have no access to it. And instead, you know, these total strangers are sticking instruments and gloved fingers in there, and we aren't doing anything. And I just took a complete nosedive. Um, and, you know, things improved a little bit with the second pregnancy, but it wasn't until we found your courses that we even began to develop a common language where I could explain just how unbelievably fascinating and wonderful, and not just in a physical pleasure kind of way, but like a deeply spiritual way, um, I found Olga's body and her sex organs. And, and you know, I, I could never, I never, ever, ever get tired of exploring and finding new ways to just discover what's there and give her pleasure and receive pleasure myself. I mean, it just never, ever gets old. And I think I'll have to let Olga explain it herself, but until we started taking your courses, I think that seemed kind of weird and, and creepy and, and just not quite right to her. And now she, we're totally together on that. Um, and it culminated with a free birth. I mean, finally, you know, the only two people in the room doing anything, uh, the entire, entire pregnancy and the birth itself were me. I mean, my, my hands were the, the first human hands to uh, touch our baby before he came out. And, you know, the only human hands to touch him except for his sisters for the first few months of his life were ours. And it just felt so amazing and right. You know what I love? Yeah, I'll let... I'll let you speak in a moment, Olga, but I just wanted to say that I really like that your instinct kicked in. Like when you saw these strangers putting their hands in your woman's vagina and, you know, instruments in her vagina, that something in you was just instinctively like, that's wrong. 
you know, like that. There's something not right about this. Like this is not everyone's property, right? Like this is my woman and her body and this is an intimate act. And this just intuitive sense that this is something for you guys to embark upon, not this thing that's shared with strangers. You know, I really like that because that, you know, obviously I'm a big proponent of free birth. And so to hear that your instinct was right, because I think that a lot of people through that process will question their instincts or dismiss their instincts and feel, you know, perhaps a sense of revulsion seeing that, but then just brush it off, right? And be like, well, these are the experts. What do we know? We have to turn all of our power over to them, right? So I love that you had that recognition and that became a guiding principle for you. So, and that, you know, through this work that you were able to reaffirm that your desire for your wife's body and her pussy were, you know, to have that insatiable desire for her pussy was actually completely natural and normal, right? Rather than feeling disconnected from it. So Olga, what was your experience of that? Oh, absolutely. That is such a good summary of it. Um, I mean, when, when he was, you know, repulsed by all of this, I was still entrenched in Western medicine and I was just, you know, saying like, well, you know, that's just, it's just a medical thing. That's just what, you know, that's just what's done. And, and, that, you know, now it's just a complete, you know, it's been a long journey since then. And I have in steps stepped away from Western allopathic medicine um, since then. And, but um, at the time I was still entrenched in it. And so I was like, you know, like, what, what is, what's, what's wrong? You know, why are, why is this so repulsive? And, um, but now it just makes so much sense and I'm so proud of it now and so thankful for it now and for Andy's view now. And yeah, and just the way this birth was, was just, is just amazing in that sense, just absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great, great summary of it that his instincts were just spot on. I was still entrenched in our, you know, in the first birth, I was still entrenched in Western allopathic medicine that I couldn't appreciate it. Um, but now, oh, just, I so appreciate it now. Um, yeah. And, and in terms of our sex life, as soon as, as soon as I started listening to you, um, it just exploded. I mean, it just exploded and, you know, we started having sex all the time and, um, yeah, and during vaginal Kung Fu, we started having sex all the time and then got pregnant at the end of vaginal Kung Fu at, you know, at the age of, I was 43 at the time and he was 44. Um, and here we are, you know, pregnant um, and ecstatic about it. But yes, absolutely. It was, there was, that's a great summary that his, his instincts were just fabulous and I couldn't appreciate it at the time, but wow, do I appreciate it now. But, but I, I got to add something else to it. I mean, our relationship was in a completely different spot at that time. So when tensions would arise and this one was a big tension, you know, we would end up in this kind of adversarial space where each saw the other as, as the problem um, and it turned into a big fight. And then as we, like Olga said, when she completed VKF and, you know, and our, our sex life just really exploded in the best possible way, I think in both of us, there was a really big switch that got flipped in our minds like, oh, you know, sex has been an area of a lot of tension for us for two decades now. And if we can come together on this, we can come together on anything. Yeah, and so now, 
you know, it's it's not like we agree on everything now. There's still plenty of areas of life where, you know, just today we we were batting something around where we're seeing things pretty differently. Um, but there's no longer that adversarial stance. It's just like, okay, there's tension. This is cool. We know how to handle yeah, that. Yeah, but our sex life has like has totally unified us. Absolutely. So that we can we we can even if we come across an issue where we're seeing things differently, we can come at it from a unified, a unified place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would a unified say. Together. So what's that again? Definitely a pro. A, most of the time, I'd say the overwhelming majority of the time, when attention arises, we, we go straight to okay, this is a problem to solve together. <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, would you, it sounds like then having your sex life as this real foundation in that baby, (laughs) that having your sex life as the foundation, maybe I'll pause. Do you need a moment? I'll just let the baby left. He's just uh, switching sides, (laughs) nursing the other side. Okay. So it sounds like having this foundation of your sex life gives has given you the strength that even when you do come to obstacles or disagreements that you have that ultimate base within each other, right? That makes it harder to push you off. It's like having a... Remember weebles wobble, but they don't fall down? Are you guys old enough for that? <laughs> right? So these toys that you can like push over and they, they go from side to side, but they never actually fall down, right? And I think that when a couple exactly. has that strength and that rooting power together, then that's what happens when they come upon things. And I love something that you had written into us and you had said that when you had your site set on a free birth and these courses that you took with me reinforced that. But we knew that in order to maximize chances of success, we had to get really serious about clearing fears and traumas and being in a state of deep physical, mental, and emotional connection. And mm-hmm. I love that because that's what we talk about. You know, the, the foundation of my work is that we need to clear out the blockages between us, right? Whatever is preventing us from coming together and feeling like we do want to have sex every day. And I love what you said that in your previous pregnancies you say you don't think you'd even had sex once and maybe once and that during this pregnancy you saw it as your duty you had sex nearly every day Mm -hmm. and even the night before he was born (laughs) yep absolutely Absolutely. night night before he was born we actually hit some new highs i'd even say (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and you know what like you you were talking about the weeble wobble toys i never saw i never saw our sex life i never realize that our sex life could be like that foundation that keeps the toy from toppling over. I never saw it in that light. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean when, when I now see sex and spirituality as merged as one, like in our relationship, I never saw a sex as that, you know, as something that could, that could be the foundation. Um, So that was a real shift in my mindset. Yeah. But yes, we did have sex uh, all the time during this pregnancy, all the time. And I also, I, I marvel at the unbelievable power of all this. Cause like I said, I mean, we, we'd been married 20 years uh, together for 22 before we even started this path. And, you know, postpartum has had its roadblocks, you know, we're, we're, slowly getting our our sex life back up to where it was during pregnancy 
So, you know, we're talking about maybe a little over a year versus 21 plus years. That has been enough to completely change the wiring. I mean, just, you know, a little bit of yeast leavens the whole batch. Uh, <laughs> we keep looking at each other saying we cannot unlearn what we've learned. Mm -hmm. So even if we have a rough day or a rough week and, you know, sex goes out the window for several days or whatnot, it, there's, we, no way we're there's no way we're going back. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've told each other that. Like, oh, yeah, we, we know too much now. That's amazing. I love it. Um, share with me a little bit more. You had said, Olga, I see Andy's hands, his cock, as magic wands healing me. Yeah. So um, when we first got together and started having sex, I would get a UTI um, every time, like every time that we had sex. And, you know, I went to Western allopathy and I, you know, did the whole antibiotics, even prophylactic antibiotics. I mean, I took so many antibiotics. It's just, it's, I, it's unreal then looking back on it. But anyway, um, every time we'd have sex, I'd get a UTI. So then I had this uh, neural pathway that sex equals UTI. And like he, you know, you know, and I think there was even like a bit in you thinking like, I'm hurting her, you know, we have sex, oh, yeah. but it's hurting her. Right. Um, and, you know, you're, and, and, you know, we, we had, I, I, like I said, I started to step away from Western allopathic medicine as time, you know, over the decades. So we found some things that helped and I, you know, I, I changed my diet and started leading a much more healthy lifestyle. Um, so the UTIs diminished, but they, they didn't completely go away. Yeah. Um, and so and you're prodding and you're poking incessantly, persistently and not letting up saying like, if you have a UTI, you, you've got to look at it from all perspectives and like, what's causing that? Like, what, where is that coming from? Um, and so, you know, we did some digging and some block clearing and some trauma clearing. And, and now I see him as, oh, and we found, and we found G-spot orgasms. That was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And I gush now. Um, and so now I see, now I have this neural pathway that no, sex is actually healing me and healing the UTI or um, definitely not causing it, but and definitely healing it. So yes, now I see his hands and his cock as, as magic wands and they mm -hmm. heal me and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and I, I've had a change in mindset too. I mean, I, I actually see uh, sex play and the sexual act as also a, a prayerful thing. I mean, I, I definitely believe that there's such a thing as healing prayer, you know, humans being able to channel some kind of divine healing power uh, for one another. And so, you know, without getting rid of the playfulness at all, I can be in that headspace too. And so I'm actually kind of imagining light passing through my fingers or my tongue or my cock um, and going to the places where it's most needed. Um, so there's, there's definitely something going on in both of us that's very different from before. That is yeah, so and I, and, amazing. And UTIs are gone. I mean, they're gone. They're not, they're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
So tell me a little more about this, the sex healing prayer, because that is such a beautiful perspective. And given your background, which we haven't explicitly stated yet, but you're an Episcopal priest and Mm -hmm. that you have that, you know, that you're using your sex life in this way, as, as we've said, this merging of the sexual and the spiritual and, you know, with that conscious intention, really um, elevating the sex act, but using it for its highest purpose of really I mean how would you describe that then from that spiritual perspective uh, the, the the pause is because you're starting to edge me toward the place where it gets a bit wordless I love that element um, of the sex act though like to, to yeah. the highest purpose I love that well I guess the way I would put it is this, you know, I believe that the entire purpose for human existence is to intimately love and make love to as many elements of creation as we can possibly connect to. Uh, But that in the case of our marriage, there's one person in my life for whom I'm called to just take that to a whole different level. Um, and, you know, like Olga said, both of us grew up with a little bit of the culture of, you know, sex being the lower road and other things, you know, connections of the mind, uh, you know, platonic connections of the spirit being much more the high road. And I've come to see that that actually cheats us out of something absolutely amazing that there is a connection and a channeling of energy and especially healing energy, but all kinds of different energy. I mean, just the kind of energy that results in me jumping out of bed in the morning, uh, ready to go after the day with gusto, you know, rather than dreading whatever comes next. Um, And that that passes through physical intimacy. It doesn't happen automatically. It happens only when we bring real intention to it. But when we do, uh, I'm discovering the rewards are just limitless. And, you know, as somebody who believes that they're, that God is very real, I I absolutely would say God is in that. I love that. I mean, I'm very open about how I think that the sexual and spiritual are so similar. The idea of surrender and opening and letting a power greater than us enter into us, right? Like to me, from the start, there's always been that parallel. And these are my two favorite things, sex and spirituality, sex and God. And so, um, you know, and we were speaking about this before we started recording, but how I see that there's been this perversion over the millennia where I do think that in, you know, that this was never by nature separated. It just beat me. It was a man-made separation that created this division and the shame and the taboo around it. But that, you know, naturally, innately speaking, this is all, like you said, this, you said it very eloquently, this way of making life, making love with life passionately, and that that's best expressed within the microcosm of your intimate relationship. 
So I love that. Is there anything else that you want to share on, in that realm of the sexual and the spiritual coming together? Well, I think I could say another word about the sort of twisting and perversion that you talk about. And, you know, that even uh, for those folks who are at all familiar with, uh, with the New Testament and with the, the tradition that goes with it, you even see it happening there. I mean, um, Jesus doesn't say a single pejorative word about sex anywhere. None of that's to be found. That's found later in the New Testament when you read somebody like Paul and even he is pretty clearly responding only to very unconscious and consumptive and abusive forms of sex, which I think he saw in the ancient Near East all over the place. Um, but we've then, over the centuries, taken that and tried to universalize it and basically say, well, because of these, and I mean, it's like 10 whole verses in the whole thing, and it's tiny by comparison to so many other areas that get emphasized, but because of these 10 little verses, um, clearly, you know, sex is this base thing that um, needs to happen behind closed doors only and only in a very narrow context. Um, and it's really something kind of dirty and shameful. Um, but that's a complete misread of what's actually there, especially if you understand the historical context. Yeah, fantastic. I I would think that that's true, that, you know, that that's been tainted by interpretations or human interpretations over the years. It's not really the will of God or nature. So um, anything else you want to say? I asked uh, Olga about your magical healing hands and cock, and you talked about the love affair that you've had with her pussy and that you finally allowed yourself to really go for it. Is there anything else you would add about that? Again, I think for me, uh, it's again, like reframing sex that, made me so excited <laughs> to love affair with my pussy, you know? Um, yeah, that made it not just uh, not just okay, but fabulous and, and wonderful. Yeah, yeah for um, some of the non-intercourse home play that you suggest has just been so amazing. Like, yes. I'm one of those guys who, you know, I can go after a yoni massage for two or three hours at a time and not even start getting bored. Um, and I've always been that way. And for you to suddenly show up in our lives encouraging this um, and me to be able to look at Olga and say, see, that that's what I've always wanted to do. And now do you understand why I find this so fascinating and why I get as much pleasure out of it as I hope you do? Um, it's just been absolutely amazing. And it just amazes me how rare it seems that is. I mean, um, you know, if I just get on social media or the internet or something, women complaining right and left, like, you know, all my partner wants to do is stick it in there and be done in 10 minutes. You know, the, the thought of spending a full day on foreplay before we even begin doing that is just unconscionable. And I'm thinking, what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> missing out on so much. And for me to then, you know, for me to then just so 
so appreciate that. It feels so lucky. Well, it sounds like this was your intuition again, that Andy talking about, you know, the origin of the universe, right? The, the allusion to the yoni as being, and it is really, you know, that's the portal between mm-hmm. life and death. And that perhaps in your quest for spiritual growth, that this also manifested instinctively through her yoni, right? That that is the source mm-hmm. and that is the power portal there. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I had an incredible experience during um, during Zach's birth. I mean, when Olga went into transition, and as often happens during transition, kind of went into this otherworldly space. You know, between life and death, there was a lot of a lot of fear and uncertainty going on. And she just said, "Like, I need I need you to tell me where I'm at." And um, and so I wasn't even really, I, I really had thought, okay, this is going to be a truly free birth. You know, I'm going to be standing here and supporting all the way. And instead I ended up checking and I mean, she was almost fully dilated, but um, still needed a little bit of help with a, with an anterior lip before he could come out. And we went through this just from my point of view, I know Olga would say like she was so ready to be done uh, that that's all she could focus on. But from my point of view, this sexual and spiritual connection that just transcended anything I have ever experienced. I mean, the next hour we were just in that space and trying to get that last little bit out of the way. And then half an hour later, we had a beautiful baby in our hands. And yeah, like you said, I felt like I was touching the not just my son, but the origin of the universe. Um, it was unbelievably powerful. I love that. So is there anything else that either of you would like to add that you feel we haven't touched on or you want to expand upon? Um, I think just the profound, I, I think just emphasizing the profound shift in thinking around sex, I don't know, just, oh my gosh, it's just been amazing. I mean, just amazing. Um, I don't know, just making life exciting again and um, our relationship so strong and yeah, strong enough that we can, you know, deliver a baby by ourselves. Well, I think that the birth experience is really, you know, I talk about this a lot, the reflection of the state of the couple. And when the couple is in really deep harmony and they're intimately connected, not just emotionally, but sexually connected because birth is a sexual act. It's the culmination of the sexual act that... um, the birth is typically then very smooth and easy and it actually brings the couple closer together. But when a couple comes into a birth and they still have issues and separation and unresolved stuff, then that comes into the birth space and that manifests as blockages and stalls and complications in birth. And then that will usually serve to move, like create a bigger rift between the couple. They walk out of there feeling more disconnected and separated and 
often in shock and trauma from what's happened in the birth experience and they don't and then you know that cultural narrative is just like oh well it's natural to not have that much sex after you have a baby and it's not really that it's that this couple's just gone through often hell together in the birth experience and they walk out feeling so disconnected and have no language to articulate that they're not allowed to discuss it and so um you know, you are a great example of doing the work. And you said, because you'd been immersed in my work at that point to realize, okay, we want this free birth. Now we kind of know why we want it, why we've instinctively wanted it, or at least that Andrew, you were clear on that. Mm. And then that, um, taking the steps like knowing that you had that clearing work to do to really make the space for that to happen and that your intimate connection was the key for that to happen yeah Yeah, it definitely was and it definitely yeah it was um it was a textbook birth and smooth and yes it was definitely all of this the foundational work that we did the foundational sexual work that we did Mm. that made it that way for sure um you know another thing ken that i wanted to add that how profoundly this birth and our you know healing our sex life has just gone back in time and, and healed like the previous two births as well you know yeah that, that has been super powerful also I, I think we we've got two older girls and I think they have felt that I mean um, you know especially out, out here in California we have been on some degree of lockdown for longer than I care to admit um, and you know, rather than being one of those families that's just imploded because we can't get away from each other, uh, we've really kind of delved into, okay, well, since we've got to be here together anyway, let's get closer and let's talk about difficult topics and uh, let's take advantage of all this family bonding time. And I think they have felt that we're actually in a space to do that and to do it well. Beautiful. Mm. I love that you're commenting on that, that the, this birth was able to heal the other birth experiences and then create this infusion of healing energy that went backwards in time and into the rest of your family. Amazing. All right. Any final last words? Um, If anyone's on the fence of taking courses, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's definitely life-changing definitely fantastic thank you so much for sharing your stories with us thank you thank you if you'd like to learn how to cultivate the life-changing holy fuck join me in the coming together for couples salon in this 10-week online program i show you how to radically overhaul your relationship taking it from the humdrum to the wild powerful and multi-orgasmic we cover everything from communication skills to orgasm skills and all things in between to check out the free preview video series go to kimanami.com look for sexual savant salons and click on coming together the salon begins in a few weeks are you coming thank you so much for listening if you haven't already subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.